What's going on internet, Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I am your hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in. For this episode, episode number two, we're going to get into Dave Chappelle, Jermaine Cole, The Last of Us 2, and Kyrie Irving. Before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my show, my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to hit that subscribe button on my YouTube and share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can go together and affect the masses. And I just want to shout out, I just want to give a little cheers to y'all because uh, we I dropped my first episode uh, a week ago and it got over 200 listens, so just Thank you to everybody who listened to the Thank you to everybody who just listened to the podcast and um took time out of their day to listen to a whole hour long podcast. Or was it an hour long? I don't know, it was like 40 minutes or something. But anyways, thank you. So now uh switching it up a little bit. We're gonna get into the quote of the pod. Now, you know, this is usually a section where I like to get into certain topics that um kind of like inspire me and and for this pod we're going to get into dave Chappelle. so dave Chappelle dropped a special well not a special but dropped a clip on youtube called 846 and he gives the meaning meaning of this throughout his set because i don't want to call it like a, a comedy sketch or skit because he's really talking about real life events And he had this show during, he had this show in Ohio on June 6, 2020. But Dave said he wasn't interested in monetizing, which is why this is on YouTube for everybody to see. And not just on Netflix, which he usually puts his specials on. So for those that's wondering, oh, he's just trying to capitalize off of Black Lives Matter. Which I don't think too many people are thinking of that. But for the ones that are, just know that he actually said why he put... He actually ex- explained why he put this on YouTube and put a donation link to help out people in need in the Bailout Fund Project and in different organizations helping out the Black Lives Matter movement. And he also said that he usually wouldn't show us something so unrefined. Like I'm reading from I'm reading word for word from the details in the YouTube description. He said, but I hope you understand. Well, I hope you understand to quote it. And so I just want to get a, I just want to play a little bit of this sketch, this clip for y'all because this is the best, in my opinion, this is the best takeaways that I got from this uh, whole 27, 27 to 28 minute long video. And so we're going to listen to that right now. And some money and my keys, all these things, while the earthquake is happening, while I'm experiencing what earthquake is the first time and I was certain that I would might very possibly die and matter of fact I remember I made a point not to scream just in case I lived I wouldn't have to remember myself being vocally terrified but I forgave myself for being terrified that earthquake couldn't have been more than 35 seconds this man kneeled on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Can you imagine that? So as you can, for the audio version, as you can hear, 
the passion in Dave Chappelle's voice. He's basically breaking down how long the police officer was on George Floyd's neck before he passed away. And Dave Chappelle compared that to an earthquake that happens that happened for him. It happened for 30 to 35 seconds and it seemed like he was going to die. But the way he just broke that whole sequence down and how long and just put it in perspective for people for how long that actually was to have a knee on a man's neck was very genius in my opinion and which is why I call Dave Chappelle one of the best comedians ever to do it because he just breaks down complex topics like these into simple terms for people who don't get it and he's also he's also had stories on people in the audience saying so what get over it and then he'll go on a whole nother he'll tell a whole nother story linking back to the original focus which is Black Lives Matter and then he'll end up changing their perspective or after the show they'll come up to him and ask for a picture and you can actually look this up on the internet Dave Chappelle does that a lot throughout his show so he's really influential in that matter and actually changes people's opinions on what they have um, to say about the Black Lives Matter movement because not a lot of people understand but then again not a lot of people try to understand so let, let's get into the second part of this which I thought was pretty impactful and the reason I'm not talking and um, not pausing and talking while he's while the video is playing is because you know for copyright reason reasons to put these clips out on YouTube I'm going to have to cut these parts out so I just rather not talk in the middle of them and just wait to the end to break down what what we're hearing slash listening to I'm going to play the other part out that was pretty impactful right quick he called for his mother he called for his dead mother. I've only seen that once before in my life. My father, on his deathbed, called for his grandmother. When I watched that tape, I understood this man knew he was gonna die. So those two clips right there, I thought was the best out of the whole video, but I would recommend you to go watch that special because it really breaks down why people are acting the way they are and makes you kind of have empathy for the people protesting and going going out their way to bring light to the subject because a lot of people will say oh they're rioting so they should get locked up but a lot of people are peacefully protesting and it's kind of like the saying you always focus more on the negative than the positive like if you put something out and somebody says 10 positive things about you, but then somebody says one negative thing about you, you're most likely going to give more energy energy to the one negative comment than you are the 10 positive comments that were said before that. And that's just how people are. And once you realize that that's how life goes, you will start to change your energy and not give it to negative things and focus more on the positive because once you figure out that people focus more on the negative than the positive if you do the opposite your life will be you'll be happier in my opinion like it will life will be easier to go through because you can't please everybody and Dave Chappelle talked on that he talked to throughout this video he talked to um a, talked about a couple other people on TV talking bad on Black Lives Matter and basically tried to break down to 
break down why they were wrong about what they said and the way he said it was in a way was definitely in a Dave Chappelle way a rated R type way I probably played the most PG clips throughout this whole thing but um, he definitely gave his Dave Chappelle take on those people who were ignorant to the situation so yeah, that's the quote of the pod. Dave Chappelle definitely did that. And um, Dave, Dave Chappelle is always one of those that really wows not even us, but just comedians like his peers. It's kind of like he's like the LeBron of com- comedians. Whenever he performs, even his peers are amazed. And so just for that, I had to give a cheers to Dave Chappelle. Like Dave Chappelle really did that. So I really appreciate when comedians come out and talk about heavy matters because they don't really have to like the comedians they could joke about it but dave Chappelle did a straight up video of just explaining it with a little jokes mixed in between but it really was more like a church sermon than a comedy sketch so yeah always understand that dave Chappelle is not required to talk about these instances which is why it puts them on another level than other comedians so we're going to switch so that's why I wanted to touch on Dave Chappelle, and I feel like that he did a great job with that. So we're going to switch it up right quick. We're going to get into J. Cole's new song, Jermaine Cole. Now, a lot of people, and for those that don't know, me and J. Cole kind of have like a love-hate relationship. Not really, because I don't know him. He don't know me. <laughs> but as far as... Um, people i know and like whenever i talk about j cole i swear at least at least 10 j cole fans come out the woodworks like just wanting to um debate with me about j cole and why i don't well let me hold on let's not get into that right quick hold on let's let's get into the reason why we're talking about jermaine cole so jermaine cole put out a song called snow on the bluff And he explains why it's titled that throughout the song. But he, well, I would say alleged, but he kind of confirmed it after after Twitter killed him about it. He put out a tweet. uh, He put out this song and everybody started saying that he was talking about this rapper called No Name. Like literally No Name. And he really got a lot of backlash off of that because No Name is a woman. So they felt like he was trying to break her down. Well, not break her down, but he was trying to unfairly criticize her for talking down on people who don't understand the Black Lives Matter movement. And for me, my opinion on this is I don't really think us going against each other really gets too much accomplished. But since these are two conscious rappers, like No Name's a really good rapper. I listen to a little, um, I listen to a few of her songs and she's really good at rapping. But with them going back and forth it's not really the most productive way to get a message message across so i think j cole was really trying to push the positivity wow because no name but let's just listen to it j cole allegedly sent shot at shots and no name throughout this vert throughout this part of the song on spotify so i'm gonna play it not spotify (laughs) throughout his song snow on the bluff and i'm gonna play it for you right now Mad at the celebrities, low key I be thinking she talking about me Now I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism So when I see something that's valid I listen But shit, it's something about the queen tone that's bothering me 
So I don't know if you caught that. Now, we may have to run it back for for those that don't. For the, Cause like with J Cole, you really have to listen, and he be saying like a lot of slick stuff in his rhymes. But let's run it back one more time, cause it was just like, um, it was like a, I could. It's a 10 second clip, cause this song's, in my opinion, this song's not too good. But I'm just gonna bring bring this clip back because I feel like you gotta hear this a couple more times just to just to hear the deeper message. I believe, but let's hear it one more time for those that missed the, missed his alleged diss at No Name. Mad at the celebrities, low key I be thinking she talking about me. Now I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism. So when I see something that's valid, I listen. But shit, it's something about the queen's tone that's bothering me. She so basically, J Cole's saying that No Name is very intelligent, maybe more intelligent than him, and a lot of people look up to J Cole. Echo says he looks up to those like her, but he doesn't like the way that she kind of talks at people who don't understand instead of to them, if you understand that. So Jayco doesn't really like the fact that No Name really doesn't degrade people who don't understand, but kind of talks in a way that they're like kids, like they're little kids that can't understand, but needs to hear it anyway. And I kind of understand where he's coming from because No Name, even with her response, it was really um, a powerful response in my opinion. I think that song is way better than J. Cole's Snow on the Bluff. Snow, Snow on the Bluff, it's like, when you put out a song like Snow on the Bluff and throughout the whole song, you're just talking about a woman who, quote unquote, degrades people who doesn't understand that situation or belittles them then you're kind of doing the same thing that the snow on the bluff was supposed to stop you from doing like he talked about throughout the song somebody stopped him in the store or whatever and said hey j cole i'm, I'm a huge fan but i feel like you could be doing more because you know you kind of faker this snow on the bluff which is where the title comes from and See, a lot of people think I just hate J. Cole, but I really be having, like, actual critiques for people. Like, I'm not one of those people that say, oh, it's trash, and, well, why is it trash? Well, it's just trash. No, I will actually break down why this song is not good at all. J. Cole literally showed the world that he doesn't understand why someone who actually understands how to affect them, how to bring effective change belittle some of the people who don't understand the movement and no name shouldn't belittle people but at the same time j cole shouldn't be sending shots at a rapper lower than like why would you try to start a beef with a rapper rapper that's not even on the same level as you you know what i'm saying like it just brings light to a whole different situation when right now we're fighting a whole nother battle and kind of need to stay together just a little bit <laughs> you know we gotta stay we got this is a huge fight so we need to stay we need to stay together to actually bring effective change but so getting into i brought up no name throughout this segment and get, we're gonna get into no names part because no name smoked her song like her her song was really good as a response and I really like because I'm so this is what I was talking about when the lower level like I didn't even know about no name until J. Cole brought her up. So that's what I'm talking about how sometimes you got to just 
he talks about how the media kills him for talking about certain subjects but you kind of do it to yourself when you always don't really address the subject like you drop a song after taking like a huge hiatus and all it talks about is this woman who's talking down on you and you don't like the way she's talking well you don't like the way she's talking at you instead of to you you know so Jayco's very confusing in that in that front but uh let's let's listen to uh let's listen to no names verse because she really killed this verse but i'm gonna go to the part i'm gonna go to the part i want y'all to hear here we go okay so here you can hear no names response to j cole snow on the bluff right here as a church mouse basement studio when duty calls to get the verse out i guess the ego hurt now it's time to go to work wow look at him go he really doubts to write about me when the world is in smokes when it's people in trees when george was begging for his mother saying he couldn't breathe he thought to write about me one girl missing another one go missing one girl missing another one so we're definitely playing that back but as you can tell no name really was on her p's and q's and really understood how j cole missed the whole her whole point in addressing them basically she's saying they could do a lot more than they're doing with their platform which they could and they should be doing but then again you never know what people are doing in their own time like j cole and kendrick are really out protesting with the people but no name is saying they can do a little bit more as far as like posting on twitter links and to different organizations and everything and no name is one of those that you listen to because she's actually walking the talk well is that how you say it? i don't even know <laughs> she's basically putting action behind her words like she's not just oh you should do this but i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay over here she actually does a lot for black lives matter movement too because she put a she tweeted out a bunch of links she actually promotes a lot of campaigns that help the black lives matter movement and combat and this these organizations combat systemic racism and so she put out links for campaign zero which is dedicated to ending the police brutality through research-based strategies colored of change another organization that works to move this decisive decision <laughs> i can't even talk decision makers and corporations and government to be more responsible responsive to racial disparities and then she puts out equal justice initiative initiative which provides legal service services to people who have been wrongly convicted denied a fair trial or abused in state jails and prisons so all those corporate all those what are they called all of those organizations are really effective in no names eyes and she promotes those and she says that j cole and kendrick and them could be doing the same instead of just protesting they have actual power to make actual change it's kind of like lebron just being in the stands and watching the basketball game like no well watching uh, the lakers play like no you can actually go in the game and drop 40 and change the whole game and actually help us get to our goal faster so i it's a fair critique both of them are saying really 
strong points and which is why I believe that this really doesn't get too much accomplished because it's really just a standstill. Both of them have pretty good points. It's just no names point is a little better in my opinion. And not just because the song is way better, but just her her message, what she's trying to get across is more important in the long run than what J. Cole's trying to say, you know? So I don't really um as you can tell, I don't really like the song too much. <laughs> I don't like Snow on the Bluff too much, but no names. Oh, and the song is called Song 33 if you want to look it up. And hold up, I can play it back for you. Since we played J. Cole's verse back, J. Cole's song back a, twice, let's play her. Let's play her verse back twice right quick. I'm going to play the same part because I try to keep out the cussing and stuff. Yeah, I try to. One second. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I try to cut out the cursing so you know I can put this on YouTube and still have that. Cause I don't like too many expletives in my podcast. But for the people who's listening to the podcast, you're hearing all this, like the transitions and everything. So here we go. You can listen to it one more time right here. It as a church mouse, basement studio when duty calls to get the verse out. I guess the ego hurt now. It's time to go to work. Wow, look at him go. He really doubts to write about me when the world is in smokes. When it's people in trees, when George was begging for his mother saying he couldn't breathe. You thought to write about me? One girl missing, another one go missing. One girl missing, another one. So, J. Cole, I think he took not a L, but he took a lesson. And that was the lesson was just basically try to use your platform for more because he brought light to Black Lives Matter. But in the way he did it, he kind of tried to go at another person for talking a certain way to him. You know, you know what I mean? Like he didn't have to include those bars about change the way you're speaking to us or something like that. Like he should he could have just focused more of the song on talking about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. And both of these are conscious rappers, so I just, you know, you just, you really don't like to see them going against each other because we're fighting, we're all fighting the same battle in, in the long run. And, uh, yeah, so that's my opinion on J. Cole. I don't think the song is good at all. I think No Name came back with a really solid response track. Now that people are calling it a diss track, I think it's just a response track. Like these are just these are grown people like they're just having a grown conversation and sometimes people who are a little bit more emotional may take it as oh she's dissing him or he's dissing her and it's really just not like that so i'm glad i'm and he actually tweeted out her song when she dropped it so i'm glad that there's no there's really no beef but they was basically just checking one another and trying to get uh speak their piece which is how adult conversations go and so, yeah, that's all I had about J. Cole No Name. So now we're going to switch it up. And my groove went away, like always. You know, that app's really, you know, groove, groove, groove need a little bit of help. <laughs> groove always just goes away when I'm trying to use it. Like, it'll stay there. And I try to use the sound drop and it would just go away. Anyways, that's for the podcast version. Y'all probably don't even care about that. But the YouTube don't probably don't care about that. But anyways, let's switch it up right quick. And now, now we're going to get into The Last of Us 2 spoiler free review. Did that rhyme? Oh, 
rhyming. I ain't even trying, you know. Now just play. We're gonna get to Last of Us Two. So, The Last of Us Two came out like, um, when The Last of Us Two came out, I don't know. Last of Us Two came out. I want to say Friday. Today's. Let me look at my. Let me look at my calendar right quick. I think it came out. I think it came out the 18th. Uh, I'm guessing and everything. I got a computer right here. One second. I got a whole computer trying to guess the release date. <laughs> um, the The Last of Us 2 came out June 19th. So, a lot of people have been playing it for a little bit. People are um, kind of giving their opinions on it. Right now, it's exclusively for the PS4, which is another reason to buy the PS5. Like, if you need another reason, just look at the place... Just look at The Last of Us 2, look at Xbox players. Look at The Last of Us 2, look at Xbox players. Like, there's no there's no correlation. <laughs> like, they're out there playing. I don't know. What do Xbox players play? Do they play, like... Xbox players be playing, like, Spotify in 4K. <laughs> like, that's the only ex- exclusive thing they have. Like, I can't even call it a game because it's a music platform. But, anyways, we're not talking about Xbox right now. Um... The biggest takeaways for me from this game is that because I watched the game, I didn't really play it because I don't really play scary games like that. But watching The Last of Us 2 is really not that scary. But the biggest takeaway I've had is that the Ellie, usually I don't really notice this, but Ellie has a great voice actor. And I actually looked up her voice actor and um, her name is something Ashley. I looked up her name, but then of course... I draw a blank when it comes to actually saying her name. But Ali's voice actor is really good. And I usually don't talk about voice actors because it really just doesn't. It really just doesn't stand out to me. But in this game, it really did. Like the only other game that it stood out to me was um, God of War because Kratos' voice actor was really good and really kept me. Um, really kept kept me engaged the whole game because the way he talked to his son and the little the interactions that they had throughout the whole game was really intriguing and just kept me engaged throughout the whole video game and that's the same that i feel like with ellie's voice actor which i looked up is now her name is ashley johnson and she just did a really good job on voicing ellie because you could tell the different inflections she used and you know it just feels me like for me it's just crazy to say that because i really don't really I really don't really. I don't even think that's a phrase. I really don't even pay attention to that too much. So that was great. And um, Dina, throughout the whole game, her best, well, her girlfriend slash best friend, their relationship is kind of built on the chemistry on the voice actors. And Ashley Johnson talked about that a little bit with Shannon Woodward, the voice actor for Dina. They had um, a screening, like a, a test read, and they just hit it off right at the beginning like they've known each other for a long time which is kind of what these test reads are for just to see the quickest chemistry and, and who can bond the quickest because for these games like they work on them a long time so you're gonna be with this person like for a, a while so you need to have a little bit of chemistry and the voice actor went on to say Ashley 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 Johnson went on to say that She's a huge gamer and actually got into voice acting for games 
because of her being a big gamer and she had older sisters that used to play so it kind of just passed down to her and that's been her um she said that's been like her therapy and that's pretty cool to see because some people who voice act don't really play games like that and but for her it's a way of life so it really it really comes across in a video game like she really carries the game the whole entire game with with the way she performs but anyways getting into why the last of us part two is really important is because the last of us in 2013 sold like 20 million copies i believe and it's only it only didn't outsell spider-man ps4 which is like one of the biggest superheroes ever and god of war which i just got done talking about his voice uh kratos voice actor and so just to be just to be up with those two games is a huge accomplishment in itself and and is why a lot of people are anticipating the last of us 2 because not a lot of games like this come around too often where people put their heart and soul into crafting every inch of a 30 plus hour experience so yeah that's basically what i wanted to talk about in the last of us 2 let me know send me Send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the game on Anchor. And also, sometimes sometimes whenever um, The Last of Us 2 leaks come out, I think the people was killing it before the game was actually released. And that's only because that people were saying certain things about certain characters that was kind of... Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but basically they were, they was being a little... Um, uh, is abrasive the word? I don't know if abrasive is the word, but basically being a little uh, um, aggressive with the top, with the with the way that it was handling the situation. So uh, I don't really think that I think that all the Last of Us Two backlash is not really that um, it's not really that justified in the game, from what I can tell and what I've seen, because I've seen the whole game. Like I'm not going to play it, so I just watched it like a movie. Not watched it like a movie. I watched somebody play it. But um, the game was really good, in my opinion. Like, the things that happened that everybody was mad about, like, they literally explain it if you keep on playing the game. Keep on playing the game. And just like every story, it has its downfalls and negatives. But for the most part, it does a great job at... For the most part, it does a great job at explaining why certain things happen to certain characters. Like... It comes back. This The Last of Us Part 2 is really not that deep when you get the whole picture. It's just basically the circle of life. Like, that's basically what the whole game is. That's basically the whole meaning of the game. And so, yeah, that's all I have for The Last of Us 2. Let me know if you like it. Send me a voice message on Anchor. or And also, share this share this show. If you're, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to share this to your friends, neighbors, dogs, or just share this to somebody who enjoys listening to music slash gaming takes. And so we're going to switch into it and get into the last little tidbit of the podcast. Okay, getting into Kyrie Irving and for the pop culture segment. For this, we're going to get into how he's been going to bat for a lot of players in the NBA. And kind of how the association, the NBA Players Association, has been negotiating with Adam Silver and his people 
trying to get better situations for people who's going into the bubble. And I don't believe Kyrie Irving was allowed to go into the bubble, but that's besides the point. <laughs> a lot of people are having are having hesitations, hesitations. I don't know. Um, are hesitant into going into the bubble because of obvious reasons like with Corona and social distancing. Can't really social distance if there's a lot of people in one space. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. But basically, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing going on, and with people dying even after George Floyd, Kyrie Irving wanted to bring change and calls for unity and change and wants to unify the players to basically create a better kind of future for the league. And a lot of people killed him for it. A lot of people really understood where he was coming from but a lot of people killed him for it like because at the same time i mean Kyrie's been not playing for a little while so people are basically like why do you care like it doesn't really affect you at all and plus he makes more money than 95 percent of the league so those people who play are living not living paycheck to paycheck but those dollars do count more to them than Kyrie's does and but a lot of people were saying that they could protest and play at the same time, which is what LeBron is saying. Basically, he has come out and said, and not really in response to Kyrie. Kyrie and LeBron's not really going at it. It's really Kyrie and the the, the um, basketball NBA, like the the basketball association, and so which is why the players' association was founded because they needed voices like Kyrie's to talk about what the players are feeling and because before that we didn't have that it was just the nba running over every everything the, the players were trying to get across but now we have an actual association to bring these to bring a bigger light to these topics so Kyrie irving had a call with well not had a call but there was a call with approximately like 80 players and he was just asking player Kyrie was asking players to not play basically and advocating for social justice and some of us was saying like austin rivers from the houston rockets which then like what i said previously money probably matters more to him in the nba than Kyrie. us coming back will be putting money in all of our pockets and that's literally word for word for what he said so you just can't make this stuff up like some players really need the money in the nba more than other players but basically, he said, with this money, we could help with this money. You could help out even more people and continue to more importantly, give your time and energy, energy to the movement, which is a solid point. And which is why both points are very valid. Kyrie's point is valid and the NBA's is valid. And I feel like and I feel like the, I mean, the, the bubble is going to happen. The NBA players are going to be on Orlando playing against each other. But Irving is basically calling for a better spotlight to be put on social reform and, and the Black Lives Matter movement. And the group included players like LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, Steph Curry, like a lot of high profile names to talk about to talk about the call. And um Well actually no not talk about not that call. It was another call with the high profile players LeBron, Giannis and Kawhi, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook to talk about Kyrie's suggestion behind closed doors so hopefully they come to an agreement to 
somewhat of an agreement, but I don't really think Kyrie's point would be held will hold too much validity as people really want the NBA to come back. And I believe that players who play will be able to players who play who will be able to also advocate for a social reform like every interview they could say a name that died to bring light to the subject you know dame could just get done dame could finish the game dropping like 40 48 or something and then they ask him what how was you in the mood or uh what what are those questions those those cliche questions they ask what was your mindset when dropping 48 and dame could be like george floyd or how did Kawhi could be like, or they could ask Kawhi, how did Paul George help you out in winning the rebounding battle or the defensive battle? And Kawhi could say, uh, Breonna Taylor. You know, it's just, there's a lot of other ways you could uh, affect the culture, affect the landscape while playing basketball. Obviously, they can't do it running up and down the court. Like, it would be kind of hard to be out of breath trying to shoot a shot and say, and yell at George Floyd. Like, you know how you yell at, you know how you yell Kobe when you shoot? You can't just yell George Floyd when you shoot. Like, you're going to have to do it in the interview setting. So I understand people saying they can't dribble basketball and be a politician at the same time. But after the game, they could definitely do... Damn, they can definitely do... Um, they definitely can create change. And basically, that's all I want to talk about. It really wasn't too much with Kyrie Irving in the NBA. I think people really broke it down. I think Kyrie Irving in the NBA is really um, just at a. They just they understand where each each um, person is coming from, and it's kind of like just hearing somebody out, but not really gonna do it, you know. You know, at the same time, so Kyrie Irving was voted into to be the vice president for a reason. So his voice really matters, and he has a lot of passion behind his voice. Like they said that Stephen Jackson, somebody close to George Floyd, Kyrie called him like crying or whatever and just expressing how like something needs to change and i believe that's how he got a lot of people to back him on his um in on his sit out the nba season and my position on that is basketball is definitely gonna keep happening as long as covid doesn't just take over the whole world which it almost did so yeah, I don't really have too much to say about the Kyrie NBA situation. They basically have it resolved. People are probably going to be playing in Orlando come the end of this month, end of next month. And uh, yeah, that's tough for Kyrie because, you know, he always is scapegoated for a lot of progressive ideas. But at the same time, there are a lot of other ideas that can work too that are more safe. So Kyrie always comes with the the far like out there resolute solutions to the problem. But you know, he's still one of the best players that ever dribble a basketball. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. But yeah, switching it up. That's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on my YouTube and share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.